Welcome to freescripturebooks.org, the knowledge of God. My name is Jeff, and we're talking about the wrath of God and a whole series about judgment. So this one's called The Wrath of God versus The Wrath of Man. Let's jump right into Romans 13, verses 1 through 7. I'm going to pull out a phrase, and then I'm going to read the whole passage. It says, An avenger who brings the wrath on the one who practices evil. So every person who is to be in subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those uh, which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Then do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is a minister of God to you for good. For if you do not, for if you do what is evil, be afraid. For it does not bear a sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings the wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is not necessary. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for conscious sake. For because of uh, this, you also pay taxes. For rulers or servants of God devote themselves to this very thing. Render all what is due to them. Tax to whom tax do as do. Custom to custom. Fear to whom is fear, and honor to honor. This is Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. So God uses the government as, as correction. God uh, uses the government as one of his servants. And the government can bring wrath. It doesn't necessarily that that's a God's wrath. But, the, but it says, be, you know, if you're, walking, if you're in disobedience, then you're going to have fear. You're going to have fear of the wrath of man. <coughs> and even the Old Testament tells us to be careful. I think in Proverbs, be careful how we, uh, uh, how we speak to a king lest we... Uh, burn his wrath unless his wrath comes upon us because the way we treat him the wrath of man and that's the thing is is that when God uses uses man man often goes beyond uh, beyond uh, his position and just like I said in a different episode where where God had handed Israel over to Babylon and Babylon went beyond correction what they did you know and how they corrected Israel and so the same thing happens when, you know, and even your parents, maybe your parents, you know, had the right to correct you because of what you did, but they went beyond and corrected you too much and actually hurt you. But let's talk about the wrath of God can also be seen through the hands of government and, and authorities. But what's crazy is God is saying we have necessary subjection, necessary subjection. We need to be, like something I say, I guess I've heard another ministry say, if you can't, honor man that you're not then you're not honoring God if you can't come under authority of man then you're not uh, then you cannot come under authority of God because some people say well, I follow God I don't follow man I'm on authority of God not of man I obey God and not man well if you can't obey man in good things then you're certainly not obeying God because God has set up authority here on earth and he's talking about necessary subjection he's telling us to be subjected to these things subjected to the government subjected not to the things that that the government is wrong when it comes to the um, the very, you know, issues of God, you know, getting involved in morality and against those things that God tells us not to get involved in, and those those kind of things, we need to stand up for the government. Um, but there's certain things he says necessary subjection taxes. You know, it says give tax to whose tax to do, give custom whose custom do. You know, I don't like the taxes because the taxes are not right. But we do live in a country here in the United States of America that we can change those things by, you know, our our our, our republic, and we need to change those things. But right now we got to pay taxes way too high. Even you know, some people. I mean, I did did my taxes one time, and I'm talking about all the taxes that I pay in federal and state, and I did all the gas tax and all the grocery tax we have here. Donald states have grocery tax, and I remember adding them up, and I end up giving like 42 percent of my income that year to taxes that's just that's just not right 
but also it says give customs to customs that's one I really don't like is custom because I don't because uh, even because there's a whole lot of things that are not you know not not in the Bible that we can do or not do is not evil or evil but he says giving custom to custom so there's certain things I just plain things stupid you know um, and I won't I guess I won't go into deeper that kind of stuff but he's saying if the custom if your custom of your nation or the custom of the even the church or the custom of what whoever is not going against God then we need to honor that person in doing those customs. And it says fear, which means respect and honor. We need to give fear to whom fear is due. We need to respect our military. We need to respect our our um, our police officers. We need to give them uh, a healthy healthy fear, which means honor and respect, the benefit of the doubt, and honor. Give honor a due, and that you know. And sometimes can be honored. Scripture tells honor your mother and father. It does say honor your mother and father because they work, they walk perfect, or because they even deserve honor but we're supposed to honor so when it comes to government officials or when it comes to people in authority we need to honor if it's just their position or alone you know there's certain presidents that i haven't liked to be president that i've had to honor a position even though i didn't like the person and you may be there right now too but we're supposed to give honor where honor is due well that person doesn't deserve honor well neither do you but yet god honors your free choice ephesians uh chapter 4 verses 30 through 32 says do not grieve the holy spirit of god by which you were sealed for the day of redemption let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving each other just as god in christ also has forgiven you so we are to put away wrath wrath belongs to god it says be angry but sin not we did talk about the scripture a little bit for us is do not grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we hold on to bitterness. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we hold on to wrath. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we hold on to anger. We need to get rid of it as soon as possible. We do. There's a scripture about anger, talking about not the sun go down on your anger, and uh, that's you know we'll, we may go through that uh, later on. Uh, let's go into Romans chapter 12 verses 18 through 21. It says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace of all men. Never take your own your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. Re leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, our pace, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. In doing so, you reap heaping coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So peace is our language. We as Christians, those of us who serve Jesus Christ, we're looking for peace. We're not looking for war. Sometimes we do have to go to war. Sometimes we have to be confrontational, even for our own brother. So if your brother sins against you continually, then we need to go confront him. But, but peace is our language. So we need to leave room for the wrath of God. So I'm asking you, are you leaving for the room for the wrath of God? Are you, take, are you taking the role of execution yourself? So how do we leave room for the wrath of God? By quickly forgiving the person. By giving the person food when they're hungry, by giving the person drink when they're thirsty, by overcoming the fence. And I believe in giving food and drink doesn't only just mean, you know, food that you can eat and drink that you can, you know, swallow. But I think it also has to do with encouragement. I've been giving my enemies encouragement for not encouraging to continue to be my enemy, but encouraging what they are doing right, what they are doing good. And by overcoming the offense quickly. I think we give the wrath of God as soon, when we quickly forgive, when we give food when they're hungry, give them drink when they're thirsty, and by overcoming the offense. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9-10. through 10. Remember, this is freescripturebooks.org. This is word studies, subject studies. And so we're just hopping from scripture to scripture. So we can, wherever it talks about wrath. 
For they themselves report about us that what kind of reception we had with you and how you turned to God from idols to serve living and true God and how to wait for a son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, that Jesus who rescues us from the wrath to come. Jesus rescues us from the wrath to come. So, so turn to God from whatever sin you're in and it is Jesus who rescues us from the wrath to come. If we hold on to sin, then the wrath is going to come. If we hold on to the sin nature, wrath is going to come. If we hold on to the first Adam, wrath is going to come. But if we turn away from that sin and turn to Jesus Christ and hold on to the last Adam, then we will not. Jesus will save us from the wrath to come. First Timothy, chapter two, verses one through eight says. Uh, I'm going to read the last scripture, then, then follow through the whole passage. It says, I want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and dissension. So first of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desire all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator, also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, the testimony given at the proper time. For this I appointed a preacher and apostle. I am telling you the truth. I am not lying as a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Therefore I want the men in every place to pray lifting up holy hands without the wrath and dissension so when we come to worship god on sundays or, or any other time we need to lift up holy hands but we don't need to have anger in our heart or wrath in our heart and dissension now why right here we're living in here in the united states of america and there's some states are not allowing churches to to resume going back to church and especially in california so there's some churches telling the governor right now that they're going to go back and have church when it comes to pentecost no matter if he decrees that it's okay or not we're just going and i think we as a church I think that's quite biblical quite fine to do that but we not but those churches need to be make quite sure this says, i want men in every place to lift up hands without wrath and dissension and when you go back to church and the government says that's illegal to do you need to do it without wrath in your heart towards the governor without wrath in your heart towards the government without dissension without making them the enemy without you know having hatred in our heart or disgust we need to be able to forgive and say you know just like the shadrach meshach and abednego till the king says king you know whatever you say you know well whatever happens we're still not bowing down to you and so they went into the fire and found out there's a fourth person was jesus christ so we need to you know not lose our temper not be angry if the government does that kind of thing and but we need to uh, still worship god still raise up holy hands and do that without wrath and dissension we cannot worship god and be filled with wrath and we cannot worship god and be filled with dissension in our heart we can only worship god in spirit and in truth those are the things that's required for us to worship no matter how we worship it's got to be spirit and it got to be truth and you cannot do it in spirit when we're in the flesh with wrath and dissension and we cannot do it with truth when we're walking in darkness, when we, when we're making somebody else to be an enemy, and even though they're doing enemy, you know, enemy type things, even if they are an enemy towards God, which they're also an enemy towards us, we're not to treat them that way. God is who's going to bring the wrath on the enemies. God's going to bring the wrath on those who 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 try to separate us from the, uh, who try to uh, consume or who, who try to oppress and suppress the gospel of the kingdom of God. God will bring wrath upon those. But we are supposed to worship God in spirit and truth. We're supposed to worship God with raising up holy hands without wrath and dissension against on those who are bringing injustice to us, who are trying to stop us from worshiping God. Just like God brought wrath upon Pharaoh in Egypt, God will bring wrath upon in our time and keeping us safe and secure. So, freescripturebooks.org, the knowledge of God, be blessed.